made it up I didn't realise it was a song no that's bollocks of course I knew no, it was no, a song I was going to say what the fuck you want what you talking about Willis what am I talking about Willis oh, no I uh, I, you see I got into a good routine of being able to control where my face is and now I've moved the... and now I've lost the muscle memory because you've changed the layout of the room because I've changed everything you have and it's upsetting because now I think is that it? I don't know. I don't know. Do I need to move my face closer? No, that's actually fine. Stay right there. Oh, why did you have to say it Stay out loud? Right there. You asked me to now sit still. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I'm asking because that's the purpose of the podcast. No, I am a dynamic creature, <laughs> right? Who needs to move? Are you, are you really? No, I'm just. Just made that up, did you? Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know what you're talking about. Hang on. Here we go. No. Actually, I was going to try and cough and cover it up, but now I want to see what it sounds like because our sponsor today... No, there's no sponsor. Is what? There's no, there's no sponsor. There's no sponsor. I bet that's got a satisfying pop. Well, it, did, it sounded pretty good. We could do folly work. Maybe that's our angle. Folly work? What's that? Well, when you become rich and famous off this podcast and decide that I'm the weakest link and get rid of me, and then when Horror Corner fails because I've not started it, and I end up going to rehab for my horrific coke addiction, wow! I can then go do folly work. You mean coke as in Coca-Cola, right? No. Yes, you mean coke as in Coca-Cola. I'm a Pepsi guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, fine. But you... Coca-Cola are one of the biggest contributors to plastic waste. Are they, though? Yeah, they are. Are they? Yes. Really, genuinely. They're the bad guys. They're the bad guys in this situation. They are the bad guys. I mean, all capitalist consumerism is the bad guy in this, but Coca-Cola is one of the biggest. Oh, I didn't realise that. Okay. Did you know the CEO actually goes out on the weekends and strangles dolphins? What, with his bare hands? No, with his Coke hands. <laughs> just ding, 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 ding. <laughs> he, like... he just drives along in his speedboat uh, that he parks on his super yacht. And he goes along with the little bottles of coke and just puts them in the plug holes, like the the breathing holes of whales. No, just, you're so full of shit. Thump. You're so full of shit. It's not even a joke anymore. Like that was ridiculously bad. You believed it at first. I, 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 well, you said it with such like confidence, Con- conviction. I, yeah, you said it with such confidence and conviction. I didn't really know. I didn't really know what to believe at that point. Really. <clears throat> So, yeah, thanks for that little tidbit of information. I mean, Coca-Cola is still one of the biggest leading causes of plastic waste problem. So, that's true. I thought, according to that documentary on Netflix, it was all of the fishing. You oh, need to watch that documentary on Netflix. The thing with the it's nets. all of the nets and stuff. Yeah. Big big fish is causing the problem, is it? Big fish. Big, big fish. fish. Not the film Big Fish. Not the film. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to cry again. I just remember it was all it was everyone who was she watching that film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We I remember all four of us, five of us were watching that film 
and even, everyone was even crying. Even I shed but a tear, you, and no, that's... you didn't cry. Did I not? No. no. You like you were like, oh, I nearly cried, which is utter bollocks. Because how do you small, nearly cry? There's a small tear just forming in the corner of my eye, and I just suck it back up, and then it just goes back in again. Suck it in. That's it. It's because I don't cry at films because I'm a monster. You are a monster. Um, dead behind the eyes. Dead behind the eyes. Um, on that note, uh, welcome back to... <coughs> Professional. I'm sorry. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> got a tiny frog in my throat there. Yeah. Um, Stop eating frogs. I told you this. Welcome to... Um... All right. Insert plot here. Oh, there's that frog again. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> um, <laughs> It's been a little while since we've recorded. It's been uh, so long. Matt's been genetically enhanced and replaced with a frog. It's been, well, it's been long enough that I haven't really, that I can't remember the last time we actually sat down and recorded. Um, that's our bad. Um, life got in the way, as I tend to say. Um, but we are back. Oh, to be fair, we only had like five listeners. Oh, I would like to welcome two new listeners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dan and Emma. Um, who were on holiday last week and listened to our entire back catalogue of five episodes on their See, journey back home. Four, but I convinced <laughs> you to keep the pilot. Yes, yes, you convinced me to keep the pilot. Um, Emma's feedback was, so it gets better, which is great, great. Dan was decidedly more confident in his, um, in his opinion that the podcast was good which is good um so yeah there's been a couple of comments as to how long it takes me to understand what quote a film is from <laughs> i'm glad we now have a wider perspective and it's not just amy who sits there and goes seriously yeah I, yeah i'm quite glad of that as well um it's it's very um but surely as as the fan base grows this is going to make you feel worse that there are going to be lots and lots of other people who still wonder why it takes you so goddamn long. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it will. And, you know, this is a theme that we're going to run with um, in this particular podcast, is that I don't... I have never seen a movie. No. Um, apart from the ones that I write the... Uh, yeah, but do you just watch to. the film beforehand and you're like, oh... No, definitely not. Or do you have it in the background whilst working and that's what you pick up on and that's what you write down? Uh, maybe. No, that doesn't happen. I'm, I can't watch films while I work. I'm in too many meetings. Too many business, 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 um, stocks. <clears throat> it's been so long since we recorded that I've forgotten how to use the equipment, so I'm really sorry if this sounds shit. Um, it's also been so long that I can't remember the last person who did the plot. I mean, we could have just pre-listened. We could have pre-listened, but we didn't. Um, so Jake and I have both written a plot today. I'm guessing it's going to be. Um, no, didn't you got me with. Valerian and the ding dong with the. No, I don't think that was the last episode. Ding dong, badoodah. I'm not sure. I think we should just do a. Um, You're gonna rub papers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, ready. Best of three. Right. Okay. So I am doing the plot this week, um, which is good. I'm not sure. Um, you're going to get it really easily, but you know, I think the plot was it's written quite theatrically, so it might be quite interesting. Yeah. Oh god, is it a musical? No, it's not a musical. What sci-fi? What sci-fi films do you know of that are no, musicals? No, I thought your your poorly written plot was going to be a musical. Yeah, I was expecting you to like Jimmy the Alexa lights and like music, and there was going to be a flash mob outside the window. No, no, no flash mob. Um, uh, 
most of the musicals that I've seen are like historical based. So, you know, you can't really write a poorly written plot about something that's actually happened in real life. You can. Can you? Yeah. You think historians among us let us know? Mm. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think anyone's going to be blasting us in the comments section. Actually, I think you'll find the retelling of 1684's. 1684. God, you're yeah. going back a fair way there, aren't you? Yeah, it's the year I was born. Oh, wow. Old man. So, oh, crusty man. I don't know why you're getting your notebook out. I'm doing because, the plot today. Because you have, it's, it's been so long since doing this that you've also forgotten the format. Oh, yeah, the format of... Uh, don't quote me on it. We tried to write a jingle for that. Oh, we and did. It was an hour and a half of hitting the MIDI keyboard and nothing Hoping being for the best. Produ- I mean, I thought I was onto something, but I think Matt I mean, I think chucked me probably... out of his flat because his ears were bleeding and he wanted to go I to bed. I wanted to go to bed. It's <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. So we have met up pretty much every Tuesday since last episode. Tuesday is the day of which we record. But we just haven't actually got anything done. No, it's always been it's always planning. It's been like an admin day. Um, so, yes, uh, here we are. We are gathered Back here. On the old. In front of God. The written format. Oh, yeah, Jake's written it down on paper on a Cause notebook. Because I forgot my iPad again. <laughs> oh, my God. On a notebook that I um, got from one of my previous customers. So, just, just going to go great. back a page, Matt. Coat slash hat hooks on. Wow. Rest of lights for kitchen. Space, what? space, 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 space. Toilet rolls. Is this your shopping list? I don't know. No, no, I don't. You can't have it back because you'll see the page. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a good point. Okay. You're like, did you wake up in the middle of the night and write things down? Probably. Like a, like a dream book. Probably. It does make sense that I would do that. Um, as Jeez, a human. Steve individuals is get into expo stuff. Okay. Is so right, stop that. In Mark no, no, and no, Tuff. no. Stop it. I heard there's <laughs> like there's like trade secrets in there and things like that. So please don't do that. What trade trade secrets as coat slash hook hat hooks. Yeah, it's my trade secrets. On wall rest of lights for kitchen toilet rolls. How I maintain such a beautiful home. I feel like if I say these words in a different accent and maybe put like the rest of the code in, your eyes will roll back and you'll go into full body convulsions and turn into a sleeper agent. Yes, because I am a sleeper agent. Yeah, I'm a sleeper agent for my previous company. That is exactly that is exactly what I am. My previous company, he means... No. I'm not going to say it because you said I can't do it political. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so we have, again, in our traditional format, I keep saying that. Our traditional blah, format blah, 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 that you blah, forgot. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we have... Um, all Don't about quote the forgetful me on it. train. <laughs> Have you got your ticket map? Yeah, I'm also really <laughs> sluggish this evening because I've just eaten and I didn't give my dinner time to go down. And you so, broke your soda stream as well, so you don't have a drink. Yeah, I broke the soda stream. So I'm sad. Drums. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, we're 11 minutes in, so we're ahead of schedule. Um, so what is the quote this evening? So, the don't quote me on it for this evening. <clears throat> okay. Well, you don't want to die single, do you? Um, okay, interesting. Scott Pilgrim vs. World? No. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, it was an interesting one. You don't want to die single, do you? It sounds like something a predatory man would say to someone, <laughs> like, in the... Uh, <laughs> like, you don't want to die, man, do you? Yeah, just like as a, as a final coax to... Uh, 
be problematic. Um, yeah, but you can't threaten someone with a knife and then be like, you don't want to die single, do you? No, no, but it's like that whole, oh, we're going to die, so you might as well sleep with me. That kind of problematic kind of behaviour. Mm. Um, okay, so what's the genre of the film? Oh. Because you've strayed from our initial brief, which was keep it sci-fi, and you've gone into... Horror corner. It's, yeah, but it, what, is this a horror film? Oh, is it a scary movie? No. Oh. No, that was on Scream? The, that was on the list. That was also on the no, list. Okay. <laughs> no. Um this kind of crosses the line between Head closer to the mic, please, Jake. Not that close. <laughs> you need to for, talk for me for to For listeners of the podcast. <laughs> we go. I'm fidgeting again. Uh, uh no, this crosses over somewhere between horror and comedy. Horror and comedy. Yeah. Is it one of the? Is it one of? The, I think I've. We. I think we've had more or less this exact discussion in probably episode two or three, which was, is it one of those terrible? No. no oh, it's, it's not. not this it's is not one of the terrible. This is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece of horror comedy. Mm. Um, a staple. Is it British? Yes. It's British. Is it Shaun of the Dead? Or you one of those? God kind of, damn it! <laughs> is it Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's the bit where. He's, um, what was it? I can't, I can't shoot my mother and my girlfriend in the same afternoon, and she's like, "Oh, are we back together?" It's like, "We well, don't want to die, like, don't want to die single, do you?" Right. Okay. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Just face slightly back from the microphone, please. This is why the pop guard was good because it gave you kind of somewhere to aim for. Yeah, but it also occasionally made the noise. Yeah, like my it giant did. nose onto it. It is quite nice to not have to. Um, lean around the microphone to see you yeah exactly <laughs> but you're like how do you do you know we're both redlining quite heavily and this is i have to i have to manually adjust the gain okay it doesn't automatically do it so you you need to be consistent I feel like we're going back again but i need the whole neck collar support arm holder rooney yeah you need someone to hold your head in place you and just need the, a torch yeah. hair and a bungee cord yeah so it was Shaun of the Dead. So what made you think of Shaun of the Dead to do because that this evening? Because it's just such an awesome film. Okay. Um, I mean, you yeah, can have one, your it's opinion. One of the, am I wrong? I mean, I, I I enjoyed the film, but I think I've only seen it maybe twice. Like, there's no... It's. You're right. You never have seen a film. But, like, I preferred their other stuff. To be honest, what the rest of the Cornetto trilogy, yeah. Like Hot Fuzz, yeah, I preferred Hot, F- Hot Fuzz. End. Hot Fuzz to World's me was the best kind one. Of tailed off. Hot Fuzz yeah. is great. Yeah, Hot Fuzz was the best. Was the best one for me. But Shaun the Dead, no, for me, it's like I'm a massive zombie, like cult classic zombie kind of fan of things, and the fact that they took Dawn of the Dead and just took a giant whiz on it. Yeah, which is always good. Hmm. Always good when stuff like that happens. But it was one of those ones, and I think this is intentional. Nothing was resolved. No, it was it was the the everyman's approach to a really dire situation, and it was a real like, hmm, what would most British people do in a, a state of crisis? Which is go to the pub. Yeah, no, I know, but it yeah that makes sense. But yeah, it just never there was no kind of resolution to anything. It was all just kind of, and it feels like in my head I haven't seen it in a long time, but it feels like you could have summed that film up in maybe ten minutes. Mm, no, because I think it's just the layers of stupidity that add on to it that the layman would do. Yeah. The ending was good, though, like where when they're in the pub and they're trying to fight everyone off. I like that. That was good. And then did shed a tear when he had to murder his own mother. Mm. 
Not so much like, to step that. Not so nah. much Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bill Nye. Just he not used to film. touch me. Sean! <laughs> Slap! Oh, no. No, but, but it's, it is that kind of like the whole thing with the gun above the bar. Yeah. Like, it shoots live rounds. No, it doesn't. It's like one of those typical, like, trivial pub yeah, yeah. pub it, quiz question type things of, will that gun shoot? No, I bet you it won't. Bet you it will. It was it was never resolved unless you were in that situation. Yeah, and that, yeah, that, and that's fair. But no, it was a good film. I would watch it again. But, you know. Every film I've done this with, you've not seen. Or you pretend that you've seen. <laughs> oh, I've seen this. I've, I've definitely seen Shaun of the Dead. Uh, what about American Psycho? No, no desire to either as well, which is Such which is interesting. So interesting. No desire. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I thought we were going to spend more time on that because usually it takes me a fair while I to gave you get too there. Many clues. I should have hung you out to dry. A well, bit no, but more. the whole point of that is it becomes like twenty questions. It becomes like playing a little game. It's just. I think the I'm question that gave it away. Good at it the, today. the yeah the the thing that gave it away was the British mm. horror comedy mix, mm. and I was like, "There's only one. There's yeah, only one, one of those." Cockneys versus zombies. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, that's also uh, good. Yeah, I was about to say Zombievers, but Zombievers oh, was no, American Canadian? and also gross. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely awful, horrible. Oh, there was that one film though that we probably won't. You just glazed been... over the Zombievers bit where he has his genitals removed by a Zombiever that jumps through a floorboard underneath him. That's that's the kind of Sharknado nonsense we're dealing with there. Oh, Sharknado. No. Oh my that God. needs to stop. It's just the yeah. pinnacle scene yeah. of, I'm going to jump into a shark's mouth with a chainsaw and come out the other side. Which is absolutely magical. Well, yeah, but the whole chainsaw, <coughs> the chainsaw for a hand thing, Sash versus Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I know that Sharknado is one of those ones where it's like, it knows what it is, so it's okay. It's like, yes, that's fine, but after five of them, mm, there's a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many have they done now? 74? I've actually lost track. I said, I, I kind of ballparked six in Assumption. Yeah, that's that'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see actually how what. How many of Yeah, those. how many they are ungodly creations what i was saying about shelf life was talking the other day about how that you know of all of the shit storms that have been going on around the world they've not done another scary movie well yeah because there's not really been any good horror movies no but i feel like there's been plenty going on yeah but the whole point of scary movie films mm-hmm. we got annabelle that's been dragged on oh for that's true amount of the time. conjuring okay that's that's a really good point yeah, because oh, the scary movie films, there was Final Destination. Scream. Scream. Um, um, Jaw. No, Jaws. Saw. Yeah. Saw films. Yep. And there were a couple of others in there as well. Um, but I think that kind of comedy just doesn't fly now. Like that kind of, mm. that kind of script doesn't fly now. Like the satire of back then because they tried to do it for a couple of other films they tried to do like the starving games and stuff which was the play on the hunger games that was but that but that's that's targeted at a trilogy that's that's one plot as it were yeah when Whereas... was the last when was the last time you saw a film where there was only one film mm. like it's it was just yeah we kind of hit that middle road and then kind there was of... there was date movie as well that was terrible 
and it's it's all kind of along the same genre but like i think scary movie was the first of its kind in terms of we're going to take all of these stories and we're going to rip the shit out of them mm. and then they tried to do it with other genres and it didn't work and i think it just kind of flopped because the whole scary movie thing <coughs> sorry i am very tickly of the throat tonight froggy. um froggy um the the whole the scary movie franchise I think there were four of them, but they had three or four, and they but they had three. the same characters in them, and they used the they used. It was the, almost like Saturday Night Live kind of approach to things. Yeah, it was always kind like of. a staple. Yeah, and they had the same cast, and they were kind of taking the piss out of the same movies. Like one of the later ones took the piss out of Signs, mm. um, and it was it had um, Charlie Charlie someone in it. Uh, and Anna Faris, obviously, and all of that jazz. Mm. Um, and it's just, it was just good watching. It was just easy watching. Um, and nowadays, it, you can't, everything's got to have, everything has to be, everything's got to have like a $300 million budget and everything's got to be CGI to the hill and all of this jazz. Like, why do we need a Top Gun 2? No, but to be fair, that's only two. No, but why do we and need the it? the first one was in the 80s because... Much like most of these things, it's just what can we go through the back catalogue at the moment that will make us money? Okay. Rather, rather than trying to make original content, rather than trying to keep up with Netflix that are churning out films like No One's Business. Yeah, okay. But I'm not going to go into that rant because that's uh, a whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but rather than coming up with good original content while they've got gaps, it's a case of it's the play on nostalgia again, isn't it? All the oh, people that grew up in the 80s with those kind of films, all of a sudden... I mean, imagine if they did like a, a Return to Hogwarts film in like 12 years' time. You'd but, look back at that and be like, oh, yeah. That wouldn't fly anyway. No. I don't know. But, well, I don't know. It's, 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 Rowling would screw it. <laughs> I think there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to be said about just doing things once. Hmm. Like, even part of the Harry Potter franchise. Do we need this many Fantastic Beasts films? I enjoy them, but there is something about it that just does. It doesn't. How many are there now? There are three, two, two. three, two. two. I don't know. Ooh. I basically I only ever saw the first mm. one, um, but the whole no. There's two. Is it two? No, there's three because the one that just came out, the Crimes of Grindelwald or something. Yeah, and then the second one was where he goes to America. Hang on. I don't know. You're gonna have to <laughs> no, Google but, it. But you are you are correct in the sense of it is. It doesn't strike the same chord because I don't think it hits the same level of yeah. Pardon the whole, <laughs> but magicalness. Yeah, it's, and it's I think... interesting. It's nice to see the other perspective, the other world, the rest of it. But it's just like okay. Yeah, and I think I thoroughly enjoy them. But this, this is the this is the kind of situation we're in with those films, like like um, scary movies. Secrets of Dumbledore. Secrets of Dumbledore. So, what was Crimes of Grindelwald? So how many are there? Oh, the Crimes of Grindelwald was the one before. Oh, there's only two. There's only two. So Crimes of Grindelwald was the first one. And Secrets of Dumbledore was the second one, yes. <coughs> Frog. Okay, got ya. Got ya. Okay, so so even in my head, I thought there were three. Mm. I thought I'd missed one. But I've got no, no real interest in seeing it because it's like... Oh, I did. The Harry Potter universe... Is, is, I think it's done. Let let Hogwarts Legacy come out, the game, the open world. I'm so excited about that. Hmm. But like, did... but again, this is the whole thing on the play of 
we've got something good here, let's keep going. And rather than saying, right, let's just, you know, we've had a fantastic run with it. It's done really well. Everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. But there's this whole demand mentality of the fans are like, we want more. Yeah, exactly. And rather than the writers or whoever's behind the, the scenes going, you know what, guys, we'd love to, but we, we don't want too much of a good thing. Let's just call it a day. And, let's and then also, do the people actually want more? That's the thing, though. But anyway, we're getting too we're getting too deep into this, and we're twenty four minutes in. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take that as a win on the quote front because I didn't get you to tell me the film for once. Um, He's getting too good. Based on the rock paper scissors we did earlier, it's my turn to um, present present your the poorly, poorly, written, written, poorly plot. written plot. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. <coughs> move my microphone into the correct position. I'm going to move mine away as so not to breathe all over it whilst you're yes. talking. <coughs> okay, so are you ready? Woo! Okay. Tonight's film begins in the past. It's the early 1900s. We're in Egypt. Look at the <laughs> Can you see it? I'm going to take my glasses off. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll take my glasses off. Um, (laughs) My left brain was going, just play on. Right brain was going, what can I see? Um, In the early 1900s, we're in Egypt. A group of archaeologists have found a cavern that depicts the end of the world. What? Have you got it already? I think so. You have? It's not Stargate. Ah, damn it. No. Um, A group of archaeologists have found a cavern that depicts the end of the world. A seemingly stressed man arrives, begging for them to stop searching for more information regarding this apocalypse. He even plots the deaths of the team. The translation begins of the markings of the cavern. The end of the world is coming, and the only thing that can prevent it is hidden somewhere else. Suddenly, friends arrive. They fill in the blanks of the story and provide the team with clues they need to prepare for the end of the world. But they have time to kill. A few years. Help arrives. The the time of the end of the world is coming. We're in the future now. Our friends arrive just in time. And they bring the ammunition needed to fight the end of the world. I I think I'm getting closer. I've narrowed it down to a couple. I think it was the comeback in a couple of years thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for us, there are more sinister forces at work. And our friends are destroyed. And the tools stolen for our enemy's own benefit. Luckily, the bad guys are actually out of luck. The tools are a decoy. Our friends predicted an attack and only bought one item with them, hiding the rest. Oh, 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 oh. I think, I think I got it. Okay. Right, okay. I'm going to log Keep that Keep this one. point in I, your mind. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Next, we find our main protagonist. Struggling in his small New York City apartment, his military past has preparing, prepared him for most things in life. He heads out to work, seemingly unprepared though, for the day ahead. Let's call our protagonist Adam. Adam is going about his day when, crash, he's hit by someone. Someone who seems to have no memory of themselves or how they got there. And so oh. our journey, in f- and so begins our journey into finding their purpose. Thankfully, one of the original team responsible for finding the cavern all those years ago is still alive and, luckily, and living, luckily and conveniently, in New York. After some miscommunication and a struggle to understand a new character, let's call them Alex, John manages to track down our... Oh, I've mixed, missed up the names. Um, oh so no. John, is, John is supposed to be Adam. So Adam manages to track down our missing link, which is the guy who's living in New York. 
The missing link, let's call him Gavin, uh, oh, tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be lots of names in this there's one. There's going to be lots of names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gavin tells us everything we need to know about our friends, about the bad guys, about how important our mission is to find the weapons before the bad guys and ultimately save the world. I love that. Save the world. We cut to the bad guy. Another bad guy. Another God. bad guy. Um, someone has. This is the bad guy that's in charge of the other bad guys. Right. Someone has offered him. Bad guy. Someone's offered him untold riches and power if he will help in finding the weapons and allowing the end of the world to happen, effectively bringing in the apocalypse. To add additional complications to our story, it turns out the military are also involved. So now we have three groups aiming for the same goal: John, Alex, and Gavin, the bad guys, and now the military. Who are barely holding back the end of the world as it is. I, Time oh, is running I out. I think I've. Oh, there are a couple of points in this that I've deliberately put yeah, in no, to make I've, you get it. I think I've turned left down the wrong road. Okay. John barely understands what needs to be done. He takes Alex and rushes home to regroup. So, John, Adam. <laughs> this isn't like. You can't purposely no, it wasn't, swap it the wasn't, names. No, I, it wasn't <laughs> purposeful. I thought, right, so, right. So, Adam is now John. So, our protagonist is called John. Okay. This is what happens when you rush write something after work. Um,. John barely understands what needs to be done. Mm. He takes Alex, which is the person who crashed into him on his first day at work, and rushes home to regroup. There, he finds the military waiting at the door. He's the only person they know to help them defeat our enemy. He reluctantly accepts, but on the condition that Alex can come with him. So everyone's working towards the same goal now, to find these tools to save the world. With the communication barrier still up, John believes that Alex is of crucial importance to the plan. Our mission takes us to a holiday resort for some reason. Mm. Weapons were entrusted to someone at this at this resort, someone important. The journey's long. I've got it. <laughs> Have you actually got it though? This is yeah, the, no. You've done I thought it was level. Prometheus no. when you said about the cave, but I'm with you, and Tis I really hope Prometheus. it's the thing I was thinking of. <laughs> because if it's the thing I was thinking of, it was almost the one that I wrote. Oh, is it? Oh, that's interesting. Um, so the journey is long, a long, long fight for which both Alex and Johnny passes for, provided by the military under the guise of a rigged competition. With competition comes free travel, but the downside is it also brings publicity. Gavin gets wind of this and stows away, eager to assist our duo in any way possible, despite the fact that John believes that help is not needed. Our enemy also hear about our duo's journey through publicity. Everyone's hot on their heels. The hunt for the weapons is well underway, the holiday resort is destroyed beyond repair and many lives are lost, including the protector of the weapon, but all seems to be well. John and Alex gather the tools and join Gavin and a new member of our team, Sean, an overzealous radio presenter, uh, and we begin <laughs> our journey back home, under the impression our enemy has been destroyed. Seemingly, the only thing that stands between us and Apocalypse is setting up this weapon and saving the world. There's just one thing. During the journey back, Alex is learning more and more about the world and discovers that maybe humanity is not worth protecting. We arrive back in Egypt at the same cavern at which we started our story. With the tools in tow, we now, we now show that Alex is the missing piece of the puzzle, the key to making the weapon work. Alex and four other pieces of the weapon, uh, Alex and four other pieces of the weapon come together, but Alex is still caught up with what she learnt in their journey. To convince her that humanity is worth saving, John confesses his love for her, and in the last second before the world is obliterated, the weapon activates and humanity is safe for another 300 years. Thank you very much. Um, so I deliberately kind of changed aspects of the story there and missed stuff out so that you wouldn't get it so easily. Yep. But what was the film? 
Well, I'm, I'm going to stretch this out a bit because I'm going oh, to okay. talk you through my process before giving it. So when you said about the cavern yeah. and then the good guys and then the bad, I was like, oh, shit, it's the bit in Prometheus where he drinks the stuff and he's like... And then okay. like they have to go and find something because as the aliens arrive, they're already blasting off and that's when they look at the projection of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when there was lots of other people involved, I was like, in New York, and there was like, Thor? Like, no, it wouldn't. Thor? Yeah. There was a bit in Thor, and my okay. brain kind of just rattled on a bit. Um, and then when you were like, the language barrier and the radio presenter thing gave it away, this is Fifth Element. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is Fifth Element. Lilo Dallas <laughs> Absolutely amazing film, which was one of them, uh-huh. one of the four that I was going to write. Oh, was it? Okay, yep. that's interesting. I was, I was worried that we'd already. Done, I, I was worried that we'd already done it before, and I think after this we need to come up with like a spreadsheet a and schedule. put it down. Because yep. <laughs> there was one where I was like, "Oh my god, I could write this, this, this." Wait, we did her tracks guide. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Son of a bitch. And the more episodes we do, the closer that's going to be to actually overlapping and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, I think we need to. Is incredible. Little piece of knowledge for that. Little mm. piece of trivia. Jean-Paul Gaultier did all of the costumes for that film. I'm not entirely surprised. Because they're absolutely fucking ludicrous. Yes. She was covered in duct tape for most of it. Yes. Literally in duct tape. And the... Oh, who plays the theatre radio presenter? Uh, I can see his face. Yeah, I can see his face as well. He was always weird, like, almost like drag... Esque yeah. kind of dress sense, but that was uh, like Jean-Paul Gaultier's collections are often quite obscure, like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, um, yeah. um, and Bruce Willis, who apparently in real life is a complete asshole. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, see, I wouldn't have said that. I thought he was one of the wholesome ones. No, no, he's um, he's not a nice dude. Well, he's officially retired now, hasn't he? Oh, has he? He he had this weird medical condition, and now he can't talk properly. What? Yeah, it sounds like his vocal cords or something. Does he had a stroke. No, it's some weird medical thing where he just can't talk now. Oh my god! Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, a new segment in the podcast, gossip corner. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, he's okay. Apparently, he's still an asshole. It's unfortunate See, what's this happened. Is, oh yeah, I am quite. It's quite unfortunate actually that I hadn't. I just thought of another film to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, that was a. It was the stare without blinking that was the throw yeah, off. It was, <laughs> it was I don't know. The, I don't know why. I don't know why that came up then, but mm. marginally sci-fi, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you t- you tend to be blurring the lines between the original prose of the podcast quite significantly, so I, I might do the same. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Nope. Yes, you do. Nope. Yes, you do. I don't know. Is American Psycho sci-fi? That was quote. Yeah. I mean, the original approach of this was to be entirely sci-fi. This is what Dan was saying when I spoke to him on the weekend. I was going he to was like, branch out a bit <laughs> uh, from all, the start. I'm all okay to branch out, but Dan was like, I thought it was going to be sci-fi. And I was like, yep, so did I. Got to keep him And then the toes. first episode, you pull out a quote from Gotta American Psycho. Got to keep him guessing, because you don't know what you're going to get. Emma basically said, I just need to watch films. Because, because you've never just, seen a film. I've never seen a film, apparently, which is really shit, considering the kind of podcast we're trying to write. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of I've seen a lot of films, and they're just all shit, or all <laughs> films that you've not seen. Actually, I've just th- thought of another one to do as well. Can you stop doing that? Because you don't blink enough when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really off. 
when my brain's working, everything else shuts down. You just stop breathing, they stop moving, and he just stares off into the distance. Yep. It's creepy. <laughs> yep, sorry. Yeah, it's creepy. But no, I, I feel like Fifth Element was one of, again, one of those kind of sci-fi ones that <laughs> took the right level of wackiness, but also with a really good plot. Yeah. And I still twist at the end. There was a, there was a good amount of like, what the hell was, is this nonsense? Followed by like action scene. Yeah, there was kind of like there was enough kind of history in there. There was enough kind of tech. Obviously, there was a very, very interesting idea of what civilization was going to become. Like the whole, and it kind of reminds me of, um, oh, what's that Netflix TV show, um where they take the pods out the back of their heads and they can put them into new bodies. Altered Carbon? Altered Carbon. It kind of, the society kind of struck me as Altered Carbon. Dirty where future like, sci-fi. Yeah, like... Hustle and bustle built up. Yeah, like... Ultra urban. And the rich people live above the clouds kind of stuff. That's mm. kind of what it... what it, The vibes it kind of gave me. And, you know, even coming back to the costume design and everything was very well thought out in terms of... You can tell that everyone's human and that, you know, we've met aliens and stuff like that. You can tell that... But you can tell that civilization has advanced significantly in all areas, not just technological or societal. It was other areas as well. Um, but no, I did. It was one of the first. I think it was one of the first sci-fi films that I've ever seen, mm. and it was so camp. <laughs> it's so camp. Like again, costumes. When you come down to the writing of the characters and like all of the little tiny. You know, comedy bits. Mm. Ridiculously camp. There's a blue opera singer who sings in octaves that... that yeah. And doesn't she get shot? Yeah, she gets shot. And then, and then she's like, the stones are inside me. Just and you're like, I'm <laughs> sorry. You're a size two. How are you fitting four stones in you? Do you have any organs? It's all those no? tentacles. Yeah, it's all the tentacles. No, but she's only got head tentacles. Tentacles. No, no, that's close, too close to hentai. I was going to say, that yep. felt like no. it trod on the foot of something that needs yeah. to stay well in its corner. But then the whole, oh, cruise ship in space. A, Campus Christmas. Cruise ships, right? Campus Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I absolutely adore it. Like, there's a there's a ship that looks like the Titanic, but it's a spaceship. It's very Futurama. Yeah, I mean, very Futurama. Futurama is very that, big, but that yeah, kind yeah. of comedy aspect. Yeah, it's like, kind of <laughs> very. It's we've we've advanced so far into the future that we're space traveling, but we're gonna make it look like a ship that's sunk because, because that because bands. because that's what people want when they go on holiday. You know, the amount of people that have tried to even now like recreate the t- a Titanic experience as a vacation for people. You can do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, it's a rig, isn't it, that you go on and like. Actually, oh, what like, the actual sinking bit? I, th- I no. think it. Oh, I don't know, but I maybe. think there's a rig that like simulates it. Oh, that'd be terrifying. Wait, or was that an episode of Community? If it was an episode of Community, it's probably the one episode of Community that I've never seen. No, wait, is it? It might be. I feel like there's a TV show where they go on the Titanic sinking experience. It and does sound like something community chaos. would do. I don't think it is. No, they did the KFC. They did the KFC space shuttle, oh. and then they did the boat in the car park. That's the thing I'm thinking. No, there was a show where they. Now everyone has just heard me get an email from Just Eat asking me to review our dinner. Catas- 
catastrophic. Why won't you let me mute? What is? Oh, it is muted. Sorry. Um, yeah, me not know how to use technology. Zero editing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's aspects to it which are quite light-hearted, and the I think the whole purpose of it is that it doesn't make you think too deeply about this stuff. So you are focused. No, that's in that's on... all kind of background stuff. Yeah. Whereas the the comedy, the action, the weirdness, yeah. that's all in the forefront. You know, you you're focused in on this giant sentient black hole hmm. coming to Earth, <laughs> conferring with Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's doing his bidding. What I don't understand about this film, though, and maybe I need to watch it again to kind of get a little bit more perspective, but it, I, I pro- tend to watch it like once a month. It is a good film. Um, but is what did Gary Oldman is think your- to get out of this? Because like, it's very clear that he was coming to destroy the Earth. So what was Gary Oldman's... Like ascension? Like, I will become the black hole. You'll become a tiny black hole. Mm. Oh, okay. So it was power and, you know, glory and all of that jazz. Okay, interesting. But when, when you have these films with the bad guys that eventually die, there's never any long-sightedness no. to their plan, really. No. It's all very short-sighted. Yeah, yeah. It's all very, I want to be rich, I want to be there's famous. No, but he was already, this is the thing, he, I would understand no it if he was like a little, but he already run one of the biggest weapons companies yeah, on the face of the planet. Like, yeah, yeah, but you're not a planet-eating black hole. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like the size of one sometimes, but yeah. It's a bit different. Yeah. All we know about this film is that if I pull my hair in a certain way, you I kind look, of look like Gary Oldman I with look, the plastic hat on. Like We've said that for a long time. Oh yeah, I got the mm. Gary Oldman look right there. Yeah. Now all you need to do is you need to choke on like a nut or something, and then have your little keypads, <laughs> and then this weird little <laughs> tiny elephant thing comes out and is like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just berate that small little bastard. Biggest mistake of that film is the priest guy slaps him on the back and saves his life. Should just let him die. <laughs> is that like? <laughs> no, we're not going back to that episode. Um, no, but like it would have. <laughs> the film would have like almost ended there because they wouldn't have had come across all of the bad guys in the ship. Imagine, imagine the pinnacle of of cinematography of sat down at an exclusive event. A premiere for a film, and then like ten minutes in, the bad guy's choking, just drops, and it's like the end, and everyone's like, "Amazing Sundance Film Festival Award winner, <laughs> Sundance Film, <laughs> send it to Cannes." <laughs> Where is Sundance? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those America. Or is it one I of those things where you're only allowed to know where it is if no. you're in it? No, no, no. Like, Google it. Sundance. Sundance, Sundance Film, Film Festival. Festival. But yeah. it is very... I think Shia LaBeouf has been in a couple of films from Sundance. Oh, I see. Um, oh, I started Googling Shia LaBeouf. God damn it. Uh, where is it? Sundance Film Festival. Is it in Northern California or something like that? Um, Organised by the Sundance Institute. Location, Park City, Utah. Oh, interesting. Although the front of the... Looks like Vegas. Egypt, the Egyptian? Oh. That's Vegas, isn't it? No. Are you talking about Luxor, the hotel? Maybe. Is it because you've never been to Vegas? Maybe. Well, to be fair, the only time you've been to the United States was three weeks in the... Three weeks in that California. Sick. But yeah, it's... It, Utah, apparently. Utah. Utah. I was about to say Kansas City, Utah, and I know that's not a thing. 
No. 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 Well, on that geographical life lesson, um, we're oh, at 45 minutes. Before we do end, though, what? talking of my geography is getting better because I've started playing World or Have you? Is it going mm. well? No. How many Wordle games do you play a day? I play Wordle, I play Wordle, and I play Hurdle. Uh-huh. Hurdle I'm damn good at. Okay. So I, I play Hurdle, but I play a Taylor Swift-specific Hurdle. <laughs> I got it in one second yesterday. It was great. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, yeah, because Nah. I have a playlist of all of her good songs, and it's seven One of them. One of them? Are you joking me? Wow, I'm about to fire a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. You're gonna, you're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna show you. Look at. Oh, it's five and a half hours long with eighty-one songs. Did you it. curate it? Yeah, it's by me and my sister. We did it together. So you've made a a best of playlist based on your opinions. Yeah. Which is isn't that every songs. isn't that every best best of playlist is off of opinions? Well, no, best of should be based on. Sales because which is opinions because people have decided they like a song and purchase it. Mm, Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. (laughs) Popularity technically based on opinion, isn't it? Have you have you created an opinion based playlist based on opinions? (laughs) Yes, yes, Jake, that is exactly. No, I'm going to make an algorithm that just looks at just weird systems of harmonics, and it's going to work out the perfect song. You know the. Spotify has that. Well, it's worked out based on... You can ask it to play you songs like this. Musical, technologically. Oh, if you want to build a system that is going to learn, if you want to build an AI that's going to learn off of every song... And make the greatest song. Not the not the, metadata not the greatest is, song in the world. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a cacophony of absolute bollocks. If you and it would be a masterpiece. All of the, you, you know, if we went onto iTunes now and downloaded number one of every category and put them over the top of each other in GarageBand, that's going to sound like someone actually shitting. <laughs> it will be like the brown noise. No, legit. And most it of that's just DJ Khaled saying his name <laughs> over and over again at the beginning of a song. <laughs> what, rhyming Kodak with Kodak. Oh no, that, that was Pitbull. Pitbull. That was Pitbull. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> sorry to Pitbull. He's no. an avid listener of the podcast. <laughs> number one fan. He's got our t-shirt and everything. Number one fan. Off the 13 people that check in regularly, he's he number one. He made his own merch. He's actually our Reddit moderator. Oh, my God. <laughs> we should start thinking about the social media side of things, actually. Mm. We're just going to help here. Pitbull. Yeah, get on the Reddit front for us. Cheers Picture bye. that with a Kodak. <coughs> on that note, <laughs> I think it's time to sign off that. Well, I've I, perked up. Yeah, I've perked I, up. I if there was ever a moment to sign, just, just do it. I'm just going <laughs> to move the microwave. And, uh, I'm going to let you do this. You can close it out. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, cue the end music. You we'll see you next week. You could have you could have got a sponsorship for Kodak. <laughs> 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 <laughs>